Here at Tech Stalks, we constantly strive to spotlight authentic music trailblazers, which is why we're stoked to have Tech Stalks styled by Ray-Ban this summer, helping us in our pursuit of featuring artists who are not afraid to be their authentic selves. Ray-Ban is your reflection in the mirror of your truest self. It's the shade on a hot summer's day. It's your own focus regardless of any spotlight that may be on you. Together, Tech Stalks and Ray-Ban are saying, if you've got a challenge for us, no matter what it is, you're on. You can't predict the light, but with Tech Stalks and Ray-Ban, you're always ready to capture it by living each day in the moment. Follow the light at www.rayband.com. Welcome to Tex Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a Nigerian singer, songwriter, and producer whose sound is both sweetly intimate yet global in nature. And having barely been in the game for three years, has appeared on multiple artists to watch lists around the world. With a fusion of alternative R&B, neo soul, and pop rooted hooks, she's created a sound that is all her own, approaching her music with a freedom to experiment and express herself through her deeply soulful voice. Reinventing herself and her sound with each new release, she keeps us on our toes, and that's why we just can't get enough of her. I am, of course, talking about Thames. Thames, hello, and welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Um, How are you doing? I am fantastic. Where in the world are you currently under lockdown? (laughs) Um, right now I'm in Lagos, Nigeria, my homeland. Have you been there since the start of lockdown? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just before, um, like everywhere shut down, I came back here and I've been here since. Well, first things first, I wanted to congratulate you on the release of your debut EP, Four Broken Ears. <laughs> We're going to get to that a bit later, but I wanted uh, to chat to you first a bit about your your formative years. Mm. So I read in an interview a while ago where you, you said that around the age of 13 yeah. um, was when you realized that music was what you wanted to do because it, it came so naturally and so easily for you mm. and and that you could get inspiration from pretty much uh, anywhere to write a song. Yeah. Did you have anyone either at school or at home who was actively helping you pursue and, and hone your talent? Um, well, my, when I was 13 was when um, I had a close relationship with my music teacher who um, helped me like start like the basic training of my voice from when I was about 12 um, and towards like when I was 13 to, to when I was at, at least 14 or 15. Um, and so um, he was like one important part of my life, you know, because he encouraged me. Um, I didn't really have anyone at home or in my family that was into music, um, you know, so he was like the only person that was um, encouraging me and just like helping me, you know, learn about singing and about music in, you know, the ways that he could. I think it was in the same interview where you said that 
you, you know, growing up, you didn't like the sound of your own voice. So you would use your falsetto um, and until I think it was that teacher helped you train your, your natural tone. What, what did that kind of encouragement from your teacher mean to you? It was really good to have someone believe in me as much as he did. Um, because back then, you know, my voice, which is like deeper than most people, it wasn't desirable. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't, it wasn't deemed as a singing voice because it was so deep, you know, for a girl, you know, the norm was that if you're a girl, then your voice should be like flowery and Mm. like airy and like very light and, you know, very like, you know, soprano-y. Like like Um, feminine, for for want of a better word. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, And so, uh, you know, everyone, I loved singing, but everyone always told me to, you know, keep quiet. And like, I was very annoying because I just couldn't stop. I couldn't help myself, but like I was annoying to everybody. So they were like, you can't sing, stop. And um, my teacher was the only one that saw potential in me and was like, nah, let me show you, like, you know, let me help you. And like, yeah, I started going to the music room after school almost every day. And he would we'll just like practice and we'll sing Alicia Keys and just do a bunch of stuff. Um, so I, I suppose after you matriculated, you then left Nigeria yeah. to study economics in South Africa. Um, yes. Were you still actively pursuing music at the same time while you were studying here? Yes. Well, um, I wasn't pursuing a music career um, in that sense, no, but I was still making music and I was still developing myself. Um, mm-hmm. And uni was where I started learning how to produce. Um, I started learning like from YouTube. That's when I made Chani. I made Chani in, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I was still like developing myself. I was still training my voice. I was still like making new songs. Um, so in that sense, I didn't stop because school was just something I had to do. But I was still, I already knew that after school, I wanted to go straight into music. You know, it's hard when you know that you're good at something and like your gut is telling you that this is your path, but you've got bills to pay and, and, you know, life comes at you super fast. And I mean, it happened to me before I quit my job and, and I, I took that like leap of faith and, and I started my own business. And it seems like to me, the same thing may have happened with you, you know, quitting your job and then Mm -hmm. putting up a video on Instagram to kick things off. Tell Mm -hmm. me about, um, audio, the guys that you met through, through that Instagram post that you put up, who then allowed you to use their studio. Um, they're just, they're just like really cool guys. They're very talented producers. Um, they're a group of two, they're producer group. Um, Mm -hmm. and they're just very, like they're super talented. One of the most talented, um, young, young producers that I know today. Um, and we actually had mutual friends and they knew, they know my cousin, but I didn't know all of this. So when I went to meet them, 
um it was when we found out that oh we actually have we know the same people um and they knew like they were close friends with my cousin um and we just clicked instantly like all of us like we just mm. like it was just very genuine vibes they're both very genuine um and we we were recording a couple of songs not just not just Mr. Rebel so i have a song with them called love me down mm-hmm. and we were also like recording that and as well as some other songs and so i was just like i have this song i have this beat um and i just want to record it um i mean i don't want to i don't want like any help with the production it might be bad it might be horrible but i just want to record it and you know i recorded it at their studio so yeah and then yeah <laughs> i uploaded it and yeah you know i feel like whereas a lot of the music and artists that are coming out of nigeria I mean, especially maybe two, three years ago, a very mm-hmm. Afrobeats based or influenced, um, whereas your music is more soulful, more alternative mm. with with like this very beautiful new school R&B edge. Um, mm. was, was this maybe why you also taught yourself how to use programs like GarageBand and Logic in order to be more self-sufficient production wise also so you could, you know, just do your own thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't find any producer that was getting the sound that I I had in my head. Um, and I knew that, like, there's just, like, a type of music that I, that was mine. And I wanted to express it, but I didn't have a way to express it. Um, I had songs on the piano. I had songs on the guitar, but... I needed like something that I could translate into digital form that I could actually like that could turn into a song, not just me playing a piano or just me playing the guitar. So I was like, I have to learn how to produce because nobody gets my sound. And how am I supposed to explain like how how would I have explained try me to someone? Like I, I can't, I couldn't think of how I was supposed to explain the type of sound I needed in, or the type of sound that I had in my mind. Um, I could only express it. So that meant that I could only produce myself. And yeah, and that's what I did. I mean, when you were talking about audio and the music that you were making in studio, you mentioned Mr. Rebel, which is obviously Mm -hmm. your first single that you released in 2018 and Mm -hmm. such a breath of fresh air to, you know, the fast paced Afro pop and what other Nigerian female artists were making at the time, you know, the the sort Mm of noteworthy, um, bigger, more popular artists. Um, and yeah. then Mr. Rebel just exploded and and your your fan base formed very quickly. How how do you prepare for something like that to blow up? Can you ever really prepare? Um well I didn't prepare. I wasn't I I was just very sure about myself. And I was very sure about who I was. And I was very sure that this was my calling because this is the only thing I could do in my sleep. Like it's it's so natural to me that this can only be where I'm meant to be. Um, 
and you know through my life's experiences and through the things I've been through I've found myself um, and I just I always remember to stay grounded and never lose sight of who I am mm. and why I'm making music because music for me wasn't wasn't ever for people for me to like be popular music was really just for me to share my my message and to share my life with whoever is going through the same thing it was to reach out to people so i didn't actually even think about the popularity as- aspect i just thought okay i'll just be releasing music when i released mr rebel it was just like okay thank god i have a new song i have my first song <laughs> in life that i've ever recorded um and i'm just going to upload it and i'm sure people will connect to this and i was just like yeah like i'm just going to be one of those people i'll just be uploading songs for people to listen to that's all i didn't think i didn't think i would be like i didn't think about the popularity aspect it was only like when i started going out and people were recognizing me that i was like oh, how did they know who i am <laughs> and then i was like oh right and i didn't even have a video so it was so weird like oh my god tempt and i'm just like ah, you know me okay you know i was still a normal person like in my own mind like music is just like my is my is my life is my way of expression so whether whether i was popular or not i was always making music like literally since i've been a teenager i've been making songs like on the guitar and on the piano like since before i even recorded a song and so like it wasn't and i was making music in secret like my friends didn't know that i was like really writing songs they knew i liked to sing randomly but they didn't know how in depth i had already gone so even me mis- releasing mr rebel was like a surprise to a lot of people because all the training and all the writing everything i was doing on my own like I, i i wasn't doing it for people um so i don't know if you can really prepare because i don't think anybody knows the future i feel like um what is important is that you remember who you are mm-hmm. and you never forget it because no matter what happens you never lose sight of yourself um so anything anybody can come today and say anything or do anything but you will i will always remain the same i will always remain who i am um yeah you know and here you are making music for yourself and for nobody else but it's resonating with so many people so much so that your fan base call themselves rebel gang which i love i love that they gave themselves a name tell me tell me about your relationship with your audience um both online but also offline um well it's i feel like i have this i feel like it's like what they are it's like they're a gang it's like what well, like i have like a gang that i can't see i don't know all of them individually um but it's just crazy how the support has been and it's the kind of thing where i i can count on them like i can literally go online and say do this and 
they would be willing to do it because they trust me and I trust them. It's like a two-way relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the rebel gang are the people that connect to my music, right? Like the people that actually feel me. And, and, and to me, these are people that are going through or have gone through the things that I've gone through. And so that's the common ground that we share our experiences. It's just that I'm the one that is expressing them, but we're all going through like similar things and we all have that feeling, those same feelings inside of us. And I'm just the one that helps to, I just express it so they can release it by listening to it. Um, And yeah, it's, it's just that kind of like, it's a, it's a family type of relationship. It's like an invisible family type of relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I've been working with Apple Music for a while now. And the first time that I heard your name was when they gave me a task to research up and coming African acts earlier this year. And your name kept coming up, like wherever I went, whoever I spoke to. And I listened to the few songs that you had on streaming over and over Um and I mean, we touched very briefly, you said now about what the reception's been like at home and how, you know, people started to recognize you in the beginning, even when you didn't have photos up. But mm. what's the reception been like to your music in other countries as well? Um, I think I'm really, I'm really starting to feel the reception. Um, I really started to feel it like the ending of last year after Try Me and I was just seeing like different people um, from different countries, like sending me messages, um, sent just like, you know, I, I started to see like a large growing in Uganda, in Kenya, and even oh, wow. some in South Africa and, um, and in France and in just like different countries. If you know me, people messaging me and just saying, oh, your music helped me in my life. Like you helped me to get over this. You helped me to get over that. You helped me to to be strong. You, you inspired me to do more. Um, and to me, that's that's what success to me is. That makes me feel successful. Just knowing that I've helped someone in their life because that's what's important. Like the impact is is what is the real important thing here. Um, so when I think about, you know, fans in other countries, I just feel like, wow, like this gang is really growing like much bigger than I expected. Um, but there's still, I feel, I still feel a sense of, um, a sense of trust. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like these people somehow trust me and somehow just like vibe with me because, I'm human and they can feel, they can feel me in my music. Um, and I think that's, that's what's important. It's just being able to reach someone without even speaking or without seeing them. You know, and I feel like that's what you do because, you know, we've been speaking about Try Me, but when you released that in 2019, it was a major tipping point for you because it yeah. set you apart lyrically from what your contemporaries, especially in Nigeria, were doing. And you wrote on your social when you released that song, 
for the oppressed, this is a breakout song. And you can feel that in every line. Like it really is a breakout song. What fueled the fire of that track? Um, well, I first produced um, Try Me in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, from when I was in uni to even just when I had finished uni, I had, there were so many things that I went through and, you know, it seemed a lot of times that just people just like, like to kick you when you're down and, you know, just when you're trying to get up and you're trying to heal from this thing, boom, something else happens and someone, you know, is like adding oil to the fire, you know, and they kick you around and they try to use you and they try to take advantage of you. Um, and it's almost like they don't want you to succeed. It's almost like they want you to die because um, there's just no, I've, I've seen cruelty and there's no reason to me why some, why people should be cruel or why people should um, just be wicked in general, like for no reason like you gain pleasure from it. Um, and so it wasn't even just one person. It was, it was like a few people in my life or the people that I had to interact with. Like I didn't have a choice. Um, and it was just a situation where I was just tired and I was just like, why? Mm-hmm. Like why? And because, you know, I remembered who I was in that moment as well. And I'm just like, why do you want to actually, like, do you, you're underestimating me and you, you don't think I'm anything. Like if, if I was, you, if, if you could, you would literally squeeze me like a paper and throw me in the bin. Literally. So with such, I mean, intense subject matter, um, you know, did you, did you put that song on the back burner and work on Mr. Rebel and your other tracks first because you weren't in that headspace? And then did you come back to try me for any specific reason? Um, no. So, well, when I got back from uni, I actually went to, like, there was a place where, like, a 90s baby's, um, it's like a little event where you like, it's like an open mic night. And I performed Try Me twice there. And I saw that people were really feeling it. Um, I had already, re- um, I had already made Mr. Rebel at that time. Um, but for my first single, I kind of just wanted to put out the simplest, most pure song on my on my catalog that you know wasn't too um i wouldn't say risky well yeah that was that that wasn't too risky to me okay that wasn't too like you know i don't know it it was it was very simple and it 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 was it was just the simplest song on my catalog that i could have released as complex as it is, it's like the simplest song. And so mm. for me, I was like, yeah, for my first song ever, I think I should start with this. 
Um, and because I have so many other songs, I, I needed to think about, you know, which one should come out first. And I felt like, okay, after this, I can release Luku Luku. Luku Luku I wrote even way before um, Mr. Rebel. Luku Luku is actually even much older than Mr. Rebel. Um, and I was like, Luku Luku also shows my African side, my Nigerian side. You know, speaks to a lot of the Nigerian men and the African men in general, mm-hmm. and men in general. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me release this one too because it's simple, and you know the message is simple to understand. Let me just gradually come out, and with Try Me. I was like, yeah, I think just because Chime was so different um, and I was thinking about the other songs on my catalog, I was just like, um, it's either I release this song now or I never release it again, mm. ever. You know, I, I've thrown a lot of words around to describe your music like, neo soul and alternative and r&b but you i mean i feel like even with your current ep it's very difficult to categorize what the music that you make into any specific genre because you change things up so much yeah is this a deliberate train of thought to keep things fresh in your mind but also in the listeners yeah i feel like that's the kind of artist that you are um yeah i think that's the kind of artist i've come to be um, but most, most, mostly, it's not something that I did or I started doing intentionally. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an intentional thing. I didn't know about genres like when I started writing songs. Um, like growing up and writing different songs and writing songs on my piano and my guitar, there was no genre to me. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what genre it was called. I just thought it, I was making music. It was just called music to me. Um, and even up until, even when I was, you know, up until when I started producing, I didn't think about genres. Like I wasn't actually thinking about, when I made Try Me, I didn't know what it was going to be called. I was just like, this is music. All the songs I have, I don't know what they are. I just make music, right? Mm. So I never, I never wrote um, being conscious of genres and like labels and like categories, right? So my music is just like, it's just music to me. Uh, it's only when I started releasing music that I started getting questions like, what is your genre? And I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to say because mm-hmm. I never thought about it before. So I just said R&B and soul because it's the closest thing I can think of to what I was doing. Um, but there's just many elements. It's not, it's not deliberate. It just, you know, that's just how I grew up. That's just how I learned. That's just how I write music. I just write, yeah. Talk to me about your freestyling technique. Mm. Uh, can can inspiration strike sort of anywhere? Like you'll be in a mall and you'll get an idea for a song, and then you'll what will you do? Will you whip out your phone and start like <laughs> and start you know recording like writing it down? 
Um, well, n- not exactly. So what happens is, if I'm sometimes I can be on the road or I can be listening to a song, and like I'm 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 vibing on the song, like I'm freestyling, not freestyling, but I have melodies on the song that I'm adding. If I think it's mm-hmm. it's fire enough, then I just bring out my phone and I record the melody. I don't freestyle, I don't try and do too much on it because I need to develop that melody on, into a beat first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get inspiration like that all the time. Sometimes I wake up, like I have a, I have, I'm dreaming of a sound. <laughs> and I, I, when I wake up, the sound is still in my head. And so I literally have to bring out my phone and quickly record it before I lose that thought. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, most of my songs are free. It starts as freestyles, um, just because that's how I pour that emotion into it. Try Me was a freestyle. Um, oh wow! Mr. Rebel was a freestyle. Luku Luku was a freestyle. Um, the the video of Luku Luku is still on my page, and literally everything that was happening in that video i was just doing it on the spot it wasn't written like i was just like freestyling all the luku luku baby everything was like on the spot it was coming out then and there i wasn't writing to it and that's how all my songs are written it's just freestyles because that's the purest way i can release my emotion into the music just by bringing it directly out of me. So you've, I mean, (laughs) you've had a lot of milestone moments over the last almost three years, but I think it was last year in an interview, you, you mentioned how, excuse me, one of the artists that you'd most like to work with, uh, you mentioned a whole bunch, but then you also mentioned Khalid. And then in April this year, you were featured on Khalid and Disclosure's Know Your Worth remix alongside Davido, also a huge star. Tell me how that opportunity came about. Um, well, he heard Mr. Rebel and he felt like he, um, I was told that he was like really feeling it. Um, and then, yeah, it was just like, you know, very cool. And I was grateful. And then during quarantine, uh, he reached his team reached out and they were like Khalid really wants you to jump on the remix of his song and I was like oh, for sure definitely like I was super excited and yeah and then it happened and I recorded it and yeah <laughs> that was did you yeah did you all record your part separately obviously because it was quarantine and lockdown yeah yeah there was definitely I mean we're probably all in different countries as well so Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one of my one of my favorite artists, if not my favorite artist, is Frank Ocean, mm. because he taps into unspoken emotions mm-hmm. like very very few artists uh, can, and he he lays his lyrics over very intricate melodies that complement what's being sung, mm. and I see similarities between what Frank does. And what you've done on your new EP, like, mm. for example, with with the organ on interference, like yeah. that imme- immediately made me think of Bad Religion. Mm. Um, talk to me about the process of building for, for broken ears from the ground up. 
Um, well, I wanted to give my listeners um, different sides to me while asserting my sound and also while giving some kind of peace. It's supposed to be like a vibe, but a peaceful vibe, a calm vibe, something that makes you think, something that draws you in. Um, and they're all written at different times. Um, Ice-T was written around the same time Mr. Rebel was, if not before. It's actually kind of written before Mr. Rebel. Okay. Free Mind was written just after Mr. Rebel. Higher was like written um, like around Mr. Rebel too. That was when I met Audio. Um, the only new songs are Interference and The Key. And Interference was a rush of emotion that I felt like I had to express. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's my song starts as a freestyle. And so with Interference, like I was just, I heard, like I had a, there was like a piano, I have a piano. So like, I was just like playing around with it. And then I, they're just like a few chords. And I started singing and I was like, nah, I have to write this song. Um, so what I did was I just made the beat first. After making the beat, I recorded it, like, um, you know, in my house. And I literally just poured myself into it. Like, it was actually even much longer than that. I had to shorten it. But, um, it was just, it, it was just like pure emotion. I was literally just speaking from my soul. And I was just like, this is my intro. And it's called Interference. I don't even know, like, it, it, the, the name was just so natural to me. Like, I was just like, the name of this <laughs> thing is Interference. Immediately I was done. Um, and the key as well, like, it was a last minute thing. Like, it was just like, I had already produced the beat. And I, I had even put it on my Instagram. Um, and then um, one of my managers just was like, oh, wh- how, what happened to that beat that you put on your Insta? And then I was like, it's true. So I went there and I I listened to it. And I was like, this is mad. Let me try something. And like when I'm, anytime I'm, I'm freestyling, it's just something just always comes out. So with the key, it was just like, this is who I am. This is me. This is the key to life. This is why I do what I do. I just want to give back. I'm here to not to live in the world, but to live beyond this world. And I want the same for anybody who is listening to me right now. All I need is me and my gang, and I'm good. I don't need, I'm not trying to fight with anybody. I'm not trying to do any copy, do any copying, or like, you know, compete with anybody. I just want to be in my own lane and do my own thing and be myself. And that's the key for me. Um, And that's, yeah, that's the whole EP. (laughs) 
Oh, and um, Interference really speaks to that, but I also really like the lead single of the EP as well, um, called Damages. Yeah, no, I mean, it, listen, it speaks very, very clearly about you being very fed up <laughs> and like done um, with a specific situation. Uh, talk to me about the, the inspiration behind that, Jack. It's literally just like me um, saying, thank God you're gone, no more damages, I don't want you in my life. You bring toxicity and poison into this space. And this is a space with no shame. And what you're bringing here is shame. And this is a place, this is a mind with no frame, but you're bringing frame into this place. And, you know, (laughs) this is a light with no dark. And you're bringing darkness into this space. And so please be gone. I'm through with you and I'm happy. I'm living my life. Like that's why the song sounds like that because it's not a sad song. It's a celebratory song. It's like definitely victory is mine. Wow, you're gone. I'm happy. (laughs) Like, damn, thank God. But you know, you you not only wrote all of the tracks on your EP, you produced them as well. Um, and when you're so hands-on and you're doing multiple things at the same time, how do you know when to take a step back from what you're working on and go, okay, cool, now I'm finished? Um, it's very hard for me to do that, actually, um, because I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And before... Before um, I had like proper like representation and proper like a proper team, there was no one to stop me. I just stopped when I got sick. Um, So that's why, you know, Ice-T's three years, four years old because I will keep renewing it and renewing it and renewing it and renewing it until... I can't renew it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what the difference is now, I have people to stop me from, from um, continuing because I'm such a perfectionist. I will continue. I will continue. Um, I, so I think that's why it's good to have the right people around you to just tell you when it's fine. Um, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's the key. You know, Thames, I know that COVID has derailed plans and goals for so many musicians around the world, but once mm-hmm. there appears to be a sense of restrictions easing and things going back to normal, what's the first thing on your to-do list? I'm just, you know, I probably have planned the countries that I'm going to be traveling to, but I, I intend to do like some kind of tour around Africa first um, and then you know, wherever, you know, God takes me. <laughs> well, I hope that um, South Africa is on your to-visit list because we would we would love to have you and I would love, I mean, it's purely selfish reasons, I would love to see that album <laughs> um, or the EP performed in the flesh. But um, 
I mean, Thames, it's been, it's been such a pleasure having you on text talks and, and I wish you all the success with your new EP. And I hope that when you drop your debut album, please promise me that you'll come back for round two. <laughs> of course. Fantastic. Maybe we can even do it in Nigeria. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's an idea too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's text yeah, talks yeah, on the road. Yeah. But thank you for having me. That's only a pleasure. Back then when I was a new youngin, Charlie you were tryna run on me. I've been, I've been going on my own. I've been, I've been doing things unknown. It's a day one, you running right back. Say the drama, you running off track. It's a one life, you tell me one life. One time, you tell me one time. Open your eyes, open your eyes, baby. Can you be wise? Cause I'm a pride, baby. I'm on the way, I'm on the run, baby. Let me alone, leave me alone. Take it back now. I put you on it. Say you want chance to hold it on me. I've been out, hold it back. Turn you right around, take it my way. So tell me what you need from me now. I know what you need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages now. Say, tell me what you need from me now. I know what you need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages now, now. Back then when I was a baby girl I was yours and you want my world Tell me what you wanna do for me now Take it down and I will hold you to run my race Cause you run it right there Run my race cause you take it right there I've been down, I've been running right there I've been out, could you take it back there Pull up tonight, I might be risky Buy me stomach, forget the whiskey But you still wanna get back with me You tryna be the one and deal with Don't got my phone, you're not in my mind you miss the way in not the one chance I live my life, don't need you with me Yeah, yeah So tell me what you need from me now I know what you need to be now Cause I'm done with it now No more damages now So tell me what you need from me now You know what I need to be now Cause I'm done with it now No more damages, no, no episode of text talks be sure to check out texttalks.com for more episodes and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify castbox or listen to text talks on all good streaming platforms also a huge shout out to tom's the only music store for being the most incredible technical supplier from myself tex our producers jonathan ings and matt lutz and our research assistant al clapper catch you on the flip side <laughs>